Welcome to Cocktail Cinema, uh, the podcast where we make drinks and talk about movies. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, your first favorite bartender and your third favorite author, Josh Price. I'm here with a couple of my friends. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Greg. My name is Greg. My name is Mike, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Whippy, classy whip. All righty. So... Uh, today, in this inaugural episode, we decided we were going to uh, make ourselves some white Russians and talk about the one and only Big Lebowski. Wait. Well, are you going to say there's technically two Big Lebowskis? No, man. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the drinks first. So, the drink that's commonly associated with uh, Lebowski is the white Russian. Um, it's a pretty simple drink, but it's also an easy drink to fuck up. Um, number one, you've got you've got to have your balance. Um, typically speaking, you want one part vodka, one Two part parts, Kahlua. Josh, I'm sorry, I had to interject there. Like, um, I'm, for everybody, uh, it's two parts, Josh. One part vodka, one part Kahlua, <laughs> two parts cream. Now, as long as you have those ratios, that you can do fair. a four ounce drink. But the ones we have here, um, it's and there's a difference between a regular. Uh, white Russian and the perfect white Russian. But the dude abides. The dude does abide because I make perfect white Russians. The now, dude you can you can do a white Russian with just regular vodka, but because Kahlua is kind of a, a it's a coffee based liqueur, so it's got a little bit of a bitterness on the back end, and regular vodka amplifies that to some degree. So if you make a slight change and use vanilla vodka, uh, it cuts that back end off of the drink um it rounds it out and it's a little bit sweeter but pretty much so. it's it they go down smooth so my question is after seeing the movie a hundred times and loving it is at the point where it goes from a white rush into a caucasian is that just using <laughs> spoiled cream like is that all you need to make oh, it the dude's like oh, you know slightly like just did, on the cusp maybe did chassis just cut <laughs> Maybe that answer, know. or maybe you're perfect. Maybe you're Damn. perfect, White Russian. Is the true Caucasian because this is okay. tasting. Here we go. But it's pretty good. It tastes pretty good. I I really like them. With like right now, we're working with uh, Smirnoff Vanilla, and there's a there's a bunch of flavored Kahluas you can get too. I think today I've got the salted caramel, so there's a slightly different flavor profile. Get a hint of that beautiful fucking thing. What? Well, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. And the cream, the cream we're using cream. today is fresh. It's just milk. Cream free. It's fr- of course, yeah. Spoiled. Spoiled. If we were what true dude fashion. No, I was saying in dude fashion, he sniffs the, the cream. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's like, it's it's good, but you know it's like, it's probably not. You know what I mean? Just by the look on his face. That's a good point. But you've been I didn't there. Think about that. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that, was, that was all I was trying to throw in there. It's, <laughs> just, it's just like, <laughs> it, it becomes a, a Caucasian <laughs> when it's like at that point. You know what I mean? Then, then you're the dude. That's, no, that's, that's perfect. I mean, that just makes it a white privilege, doesn't it? Spoiled white. Yep. Dang. Isn't it? <laughs> I saying, the joke was there, man. I was I was trying to leave the format out for you guys. Man. I knew it was there. Yes, we all knew. So Game we better than me. We enjoy the Caucasians. Mm. Good. I mean, there's a reason Most to divide. Unless it's on the internet, then I don't really enjoy them too. So pretty much, like every Caucasian on the internet sucks. Well, we're, it, we're, we're Caucasians on the internet now, so well, you know, I hide behind the anime for, profile. I strive, so I'm good. I strive to really suck at this, and you know, bombs are are ceiling. So, all right, we're mm. 
Now that we've got the the typical stuff out of the way, why do you why do you say two parts vodka? Oh, you know, because I'm not an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. No, because I mean, just, it, it, I think it balances better. Honestly, it's um, it's possible. It's too sweet mm-hmm. without the extra oomph. Um, is this one part right here? Yeah. So this is this the, tastes the this I mean, tastes like how it should be made. Like, it's it's an ounce of vodka, an ounce of Kahlua, <laughs> and two ounces of cream in so these I, particular. I, I, I'm a, I'm one of those guys that never like has a dessert drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know this if is makes, definitely if, a dessert. If that makes sense. So like, I don't, know. I don't have the sweet tooth really at all. So I mean, it's really not up my alley. But mm-hmm. I, I love it. I I like them because they are. I'm, I'm a, I drink a lot of coffee and I do like dessert drinks. You know, I woke up today like craving coffee. I don't know why. Well, you know. you know, I used to I used to bring a 32 ounce oh, jug of coffee and espresso into every Ooh. shift. I seen it. Holy mackerel! So I like my coffee. I like my Kahlua. What are these people like? What are the runners and stuff and like the worker outer people? What do they call like the hydro flask? The, the the you know what I mean? Like the they all have a different name like for their for their like their holy grail of like water <laughs> oh, yeah. and sustenance. Like, like for the water my bottle? hydro flask. That's just a water bottle. My, I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's what you're saying. It's, it's just so, it's it's just, just a water bottle. I, you know, I'm like, why? Did, what the hell is this? You're adding like seven fucking syllables to that goddamn name. So, yeah, I got some shit in here. I want to drink it. I, but hydro flask has become a term. I don't know. That's news to me. Probably well, news to the dude. That's what I'm saying. What if, the dude would what be ashamed. Would it be filled with fucking? This glorious drink that Josh made this morning. See, I don't know. Two I'd, parts to one. If, what would the dude? What would the dude? That's what I'm saying. I think. I think I one of the reasons that the that. dude drinks white Russians is they give him an element of class that he feels like he doesn't have. So it's it's a drink that isn't going to break the bank, but it makes sure. him feel, you know, classy. And it's I, got three ingredients, yeah. which is more than any of the meals he eats. <laughs> right. Like, so that's, yeah. what I'm, that's that's what I'm alluding to too. At this point, is like I think he's just like thinking cereal. It's like you know like Amen to that. <laughs> anyway, moving on, the carpet really brings the room together. Yes. So, uh, just just for a little bit of background, uh, this movie was made in 1998. Uh, it's based in L.A. in 1991. And it's, I want to say, the Coen Brothers' seventh movie. So they're well into their career. They've got some good hits under their, under their belt. Um, Obviously, they had already done Raising Arizona and Blood Simple. Fargo before that. They had done Fargo. Yeah. I think Fargo might have been the movie right before yeah, this. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, nice. I mean, let's begin talk about the cast. I mean, Jeff Bridges, John I, Goodman. I was very really good point. My favorite Sam supporting Patrick, role actor is... Come on. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Dude, Seymour he's, Hoffman. he's one of the most underrated actors of that generation. He, Flea's in the movie. Flea, yeah, he's, he's one of the nihilists. <laughs> yeah. Um, and who's who's uh, one of the other nihilists? Uh, he played Lucifer in Constantine. Um, oh wow! I can't I can't remember his name. Yeah, right. the tall one. Yeah. yeah. So this this movie is fucking stacked. It's it's big names all over the place. Everybody wanted to work with the Coens at this point. Well, they Absolutely. did some great stuff, man. I, they did. I, honestly, one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, not ashamed to say it. 
burn after reading. Yeah, one of the, I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's like the, one of the best movies ever created. Like with the, it, it's a touch of everything. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a so good much satire and oh man, it's a, it's a great movie. Because you, I love you these guys. one of one of the hallmarks of, of Coen Brothers movies is they make movies that not a whole lot really happens, or, or a lot happens, but nothing matters. And Burn After Reading is like that. Lebowski's like that. I mean, Lebowski is essentially an old film noir where there's not really a mystery. Right. No, there's, the, there's nothing, just yeah, the there's nothing, nothing yeah. to it's it. Just the, like, mm-hmm. It's just the dude. It's simple. Yeah. There's, there's, and they've, it's just the dude. Until, you know, Sam Elliott's beautiful mm-hmm. fucking ass fucking just crushes. There's another man. another star. What a beautiful yeah. man Sam Elliott is, dude. The guy just crushes my hand. So at the end, when Sam Elliott's talking to the dude and kind of wrapping things up in full mm-hmm. circle, he kind of talks. skipping to the end? No, 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 no! I'm not. I just want. I just want to go. the movie. He bookends the movie. No, I agree. But yeah, exactly. I'm not spoiling anything for anybody here. I'm I haven't saying, seen the movie yet, so don't spoil right, it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying, yeah, like, right. like when uh, the the artist that do knocks up, I forget her name, but it's like I've always wanted to see with all the prequels that have come out and everything. I just want yeah. to see a, a straight up sequel. With the, the dude's song. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it's made in, in 2020, but it's about 2010. Mm-hmm. Or something. You know what I mean? We're, we're set back a little bit. But sorry to cut you off. This. No, you're perfectly fine. That was something. Bringing up Sam Elliott is, is, a, is probably a good starting point for that was like getting into the meat of it. Super implied by the Coen brothers. You know, like they, he wa- they wanted that book. Yeah, like you said. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, 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 it's kind of how they get down. You it's, know? A like, it's always weird... a start hard or mm-hmm. soft and finish dramatic on paper it's a really weird mix because the movie starts and ends like a western i mean think about it you've got the the tumbleweed rolling yeah. into the ocean and it, it you got sam elliott's dulcet tones just kind of serenading you with this with this intro narration and then immediately it becomes like a a modern noir like dude like walking in the saloon with mm-hmm. sandals instead of cowboy boots did you find the money yet, Lebowski? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna skip it at big time. That's, that's, that's the second I want second you to. I want you to. I want you to start. <laughs> get out of here. Let's start with the swirly. That's Let's what I'm start, talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The swirly, the glorious swirly. He just wreaks havoc on the film. So I mean, what sets the tone? The rug is the is that's. The rug is the main, like the rug is the, the right. main it ties character. the movie together. Right. It's the, the, if, if you want to, if you want to take the saying, noir, dude. if you want to take the noir method, me, finally, the rug is the first finally. victim. It, it, the rug is yeah, the first murder victim. Yeah. Yeah. So what's more embarrassing, Greg? If someone comes over, puts your head in your own toilet, and gives you a swirly, or they piss on your rug right after? That's what I'm saying. That's what's worse. The swirly, of course. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no, I'm no suit. I mean, but he fucking loves that fucking rug. I mean, let the rug be, man. Right. So, <laughs> this and this is the narrative for the whole movie about the rug be. Talking yeah. about cast. So, so do we, did either of you watch Supernatural? <laughs> no. So the the guy who plays Lucifer in Supernatural is actually the the thug that pees on the rug. So we're talking about cast. Everybody in this movie wound up doing something that made them famous elsewhere. It's just stacked person after person after person that had a great career, both before and after. Who's your favorite character in the whole movie, Josh? Right now, Donnie. I love Donnie. Donnie doesn't Bish- exist, man. Bishemi, man. Donnie exist. can never take anything away from Bishemi ever. Well, and one of the defining features of his character is he's never allowed to finish a sentence until the very last scene he's in. 
there's there's a lot of things I've read since watching the movie for the first time that suggest, and I don't believe it because it doesn't apply to like if you're really nitpicking, it doesn't Probably apply. Not. But mm-hmm. it, they they infer that um, Donnie is a figment of Walter's imagination. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So like, if you go back and look at it, it's kind of like a different. Maybe later if we watch it, we're gonna like mm-hmm. kind of like. There, there's some things where it's like, okay, I see the argument. There's other things where it's like, dude, it's perfect though when he breaks out the the 1911. It's yeah. like, like you said, no one lets him finish his mm-hmm. statements. It's almost like Walter takes over every one of those. Yes, and it's, it's always and it's, Walter. and it's like that's why the argument is that it's Walter's mm-hmm. a figment of Walter's imagination. The only argument wow. against that I can find is that the dude gets covered in Donnie's ashes. Right, and there's it's the and only thing that's that breaks the, that theory. exactly, and that's like the one you think of and it's obvious. But there's like I said, if you nitpick and you watch it again, that mindset, mm-hmm. you're like, it's fun, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like it's like I see it, but there's also it's an there's amazing, also so, there's also yes. a dozen other things like yes. that. We're like, no, it, like, it, we it, can all agree that it's an amazing movie, and yeah. like there's so many hidden. Well, things. considering considering the, the, the Coen brothers, they they grew up Jewish. And Jewish tradition is very uh, it, it, parabolic. Actually, it's the wrong word. Um, it's built on parables. They're storytelling. Right. Okay. So Donnie that. could both exist and not exist. He could be Schrodinger's bowler. Well, I mean, that's you bring up a decent point. I mean, we the characters are very well defined, and in every scene they're in, it's like, oh, that's exactly who they are. So, and they're paired off really well. So the dude is always. The dude, and he, he he plays off of Walter, who is a Vietnam vet. He's sort of, kind of, sort of, yeah, sort of. He's he's, he's very my militant, very bombastic. My brothers died face down in the muck. Come on, <laughs> market foul. <laughs> so I take I take the original question back. My favorite actors in the movie are either Tara Reid. <laughs> or, or the fucking uh, what I don't know his it's name. John Tatura. It's John It's the it's the Jesus man. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's yeah. obvious. I was yeah. waiting for you. It. Wait, you wait. Okay, all right, all right. Or, but I'll give you two. one well, and two. Is John even Tatura. his buddy like his partner? Well, <laughs> John Goodman is like pretty much the man. I mean, yeah, you can't deny that. Much. Yeah, the, look, the <laughs> sheriff. <laughs> though. The that stare down. Oh. The sheriff in their fucking gated oh. community, though. Yes. Like I forget his name. But he's like the quintessential cop or sheriff. What's that guy's name? I can't even picture that's something He's good, though. That's something He's not wrong. Right. Put it in the bank. Get this. Put it in the jar. Yeah. But, uh... So... The Whites. The Whites. The Whites. It's the Whites. <laughs> okay. I'm waiting. Come on, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. waiting for you to dive waiting. in here. It's, it's the Whites, man. The Whites! <laughs> the <laughs> Ringer! <laughs> Walter, what do you do? Alright, now you're skipping ahead way too far, bro. <laughs> no, I'm trying you to know. before I posted out those. Wait, no, as, a, as, those I was saying that, as I was saying that, have you guys ever seen like the like Terrible History of the Whites on like Netflix or whatever? Like that, yeah. The, that mountain crew of Terrible Hillbillies. It's, it's that, the Whites of West Virginia. No, they, they literally, so they go clickety-clickety-clack with their like prescription pills. And it's, it's, it's a the, job. It's the, it's it's a, it's, what's the county? Like Boone County. Maine called. Maine County. Maine Maine called. <laughs> no, it's honestly, we don't yeah, I'd hate to go from someone as beautiful as Big Lebowski to the, like, the gray whites of West Virginia. Well, I felt like I had to like rebound because I totally blanked. You know? yeah. I had to rebound with something crazy. No, know? the whites. I didn't get what you said at first. The and ringer, then I man. remember the ringer. Ringer, man. And if you think about it, right? Like, like you can watch any great movie and be like, oh, I'm so mad at like the year. This movie could have ended right now if yeah. they didn't do this one thing. 
they didn't leave the friend here, or they did this and that. But it's like, all right, but also, like, this great ending wouldn't have, and it leads up to it. Right. And it's and I mean, again, we're jumping to the Bill fucking Murray. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> we're um, talking Kingpin We're now? talking Kingpin. We're switching gauges. Okay. There's only two movies that are bowling Esquire. True. Yeah. Very true. So I have to switch, because, I mean, like, I'm, I don't know about the rest of the world, but mm-hmm. I, I get some of these mixed a little bit mm-hmm. and it's to- they're totally separate stories you know I respect that mm-hmm. well Kingpin's based on an actual bullet <clears throat> granted the dude is based on a couple of people one of it, he's, an, he's an amalgamation of, of a guy that the Coen brothers I think went to film school with and a guy who worked in Hollywood for fucking ages so they just took that guy's personality and the stories the the other one had and just slammed them together and created the dude about slamming people together it always say slam well, that's, two dudes together. That's a together plot point to create a <laughs> really cool dude. I just slam two dudes together and then blam them. You think you need a man or woman, but now you see the slam two dudes and together. And now, you, and now you, do you see the irony of the Coen brothers like being slammed <laughs> and bounced back out? It's like, a, like a, before. Am I? Oh, dude, am I? Am I in parabola level yet, dude? Am I? Am I there? Not yet. See, I, I, I think my. My phraseology may be wrong. Ooh, Josh, you're smart. Man. I don't, yeah. <laughs> That's the point. I think That's, parabolic is a mathematical term. You know it, he is. You know, you, you guys know he sounds pretentious. Well, it's why I can't, I tried doing this podcast by myself. I just came off as pretentious talking to the microphone <laughs> by myself. Yeah. I sound less pretentious talking to Greg because Greg responds to me. <laughs> Calls me on my yeah, bullshit. It's, it's, a, it, it's definitely a weird dynamic. <clears throat> it's tough. Like, I, I regret. I tried doing Lebowski twice, and it just didn't work. You try doing this yeah. for Lebowski twice? Okay. Yeah. I, I I need a team. I can't do this myself. Especially for a movie like that, too. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not something, like, it's, even with that conspiracy I threw out, it's not something that's just e- is easily ripped, uh, wrapped up as, like, uh, uh, cliff notes or, mm-hmm. like, uh, a Google search real quick or something. Like, there's... Like you said, there's nothing going on in the movie. You know what I there's mean? So He's almost the, the bad guy. He's like you're, you're, fucking you're himself fucking up the whole time. Like, you're wrong. You're wrong. There is so much going on in the movie. That weird fucking... Dude, it's about terror. The, the whole movie's <laughs> about Tara Reid being a little... She went on vacation. She went to Vegas. It's not even Tara Reid. What about the artist? What about like that that affair? Like the, the beautiful... What, what, the, what the fuck's her name? Mildred? Um, <laughs> good plan. You know what I'm is talking that about? Sigourney? No, Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. Her name is. No, it's nah, nah. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. He just, he, she's just trying to spill it. Spill it. There's a lot going on. Well, Spilling seed. Right, but there's not like weird. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's so I'm much going like, on. Not, yeah, Once it gets to the point where they're at the 15 year old kid's house, you know what I mean? And they smash the fucking No, he was not car. about to break. It's like, dude, it's like there's nothing going out of this movie. There's, this there's so much happening, but none of it matters. Right. And I mean, people exactly. make the argument that, that the Coen brothers are just nihilistic assholes. And you can... You can there's a... Yeah, well, there's there's a that's that's, that's the, the scheme altogether. The nihilist, mm-hmm. the optimist, and the realist. I mean, that's, and, that's yeah. the whole yeah. fucking thing. I mean, like that's, that's the whole movie is about that, you know? And you're weird perspective about like a dual personality between the dude, dude and, and Walter and Walter that I never heard well that it's not Walter and Donnie so Walter and Donnie I think all three of them if well, you want to look at at that point I mean they're all bouncing super huge ideas off 
it's like you said. Shut like, the like, fuck up, like, Donnie. Like, don't you think it's like a conscious level? Shut the but fuck up, But it's always Walter. Like he said, yeah. he, it, I, I, I only said that because he said that he, he read somewhere it's like Donnie didn't finish any of his sentences except for a few or whatever. And that was the only reason I kind of like said that that early. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the argument. You know what I mean? It's always Walter shutting him down. It's, mm-hmm. it's not anybody else like. It's like Stewie and Family Guy. Like if you yeah, really look I at the early it. episodes, yeah. Yeah. nobody responds yeah. to what he says except for Brian. But Everybody yeah. else responds to him as, as, this, as if he's as saying Google Gaga. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I will also bring in light this fact is like they sit down together, just Lebowski and, and Walter, many times in this. Like just there's a, a point for that, just a, and it's it's formulaic. It goes back to the the fact that the majority of the film is set in noir style. So you've got the the dude is the detective, and Walter is the sidekick. So, well, Walter plays that guy who runs out into the field and he's doing all the stuff. I forget, forget what. There was a series. Of, there was a TV series based on a noir books where the detective never left his office and his his assistant went everywhere. That's kind of the dynamic between dude and Walter, but. Walter always winds up dragging dude along wherever he's going to go, which is why they wind up beating the shit out of that Corvette. Which they wind up with the whites. I want to. I want to. It's like, like Walter fucks. I, I want you guys to look at. He's the sidekick. He fucks everything <laughs> off. Like Walter makes half this movie happen. I want you guys to look at one picture. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on. <clears throat> to me, that looks like Donnie is a figment of Walter's imagination. You can make that argument for sure. It's like the voice. You guys are making the argument. Elements, elements, elements of one person for sure. I honestly heard that from from one person maybe fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and haven't heard it from anybody else since. I I, I think Front it's aggressive it's, back, lean back, and and the worry one in the back. It's it's Schrodinger's <clears throat> Donnie at that point. Donnie both exists and doesn't exist. He's, well, and it came to play where he died. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's, that, that's, that that's the only time. That's that's when the box comes off, and the they cat. spent not much right. time. That's and, and like I said, it's fun. It's like you look at it from a different angle all the time. It's mm-hmm. like you have a couple dozen things that support this theory or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, when he dies, it's like taking the taking the yeah. box off the tray. It's over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the ash in the face is the obvious. Yeah. Like, okay, now it's far from over, and it's it's a now that's the relief. only thing that actually matters in the whole movie. Yes, is Donnie dying? Yes, and, but. Reality kicks in in the parking lot of the bowling alley. Wow. And so that's absolutely true. But don't you think after that, everything kind of came to a high point, then to a very low, <laughs> played out. And now the dude is back in the apartment with a, with a rug. Yeah. And he, he's got a joint in his mouth. And he puts the chair up the, up the doorknob up to the doorknob to, to stop people come, from coming in. He's like, finally everything's done. So he and he put it on the wrong side so they swing the door. <laughs> he opened it and falls out. He's got, he's got, a, he's got a two by four fucking nailed into the ground. And what's what's funny is that's that's the rug he stole. Yep. When he first goes into yeah, the yeah, Bugabowski, yeah. he tells he and tells he, uh, he tells like, Philip. He's like, he, he, he told me I could take any rug I wanted. He said take any rug being the, the main fucking person yeah. in the movie. The the rug is the first victim. So if you <laughs> want to go back to noir, we've got the detective, we've got the assistant, we have the first victim, the rug. We have two femme fatales, really. We have Lebowski's daughter, and we have Tara Reed. Right. 
And Tara Reed becomes the femme fatale that is supposed to be the other victim. The the focus of the the rest of the investigation. They threw in like a random ass woman to like have sex and get like just wanted to be impregnated. Well, she's like, where? Why was it even in the movie? Well, her. Well, her character, Lebowski's daughter. I feel like it's important. It's very important. It 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 kind of it throws out. It plays in the psyche. It throws out the first main point of part of evidence that really diversifies the story because this story is an absolute mess. If you're the dude, and there's no sexual connotation, usually, well, there is, but it's not like outright, mm-hmm. and oh, that's the only outright thing, right? Well, she, well, the fact that she points the dude uh, directly to ja- uh, Jackie Treehorn. Jackie Treehorn was a porn mogul, and uh, that 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 porno that she plays is key evidence in both the blackmail plotline, the well, there's two blackmail plot lines, technically. There's the nihilist trying to blackmail right. Lebowski, and How many black Lebowski got, trying but... to trying to blackmail his <laughs> wife, or his ex-wife. Because none of the money is his. Mm-hmm. It's all It all belonged to his daughter's mother. She's the one that held the fortune. Okay, <laughs> so now we're talking. So we can even go back mm-hmm. from what you stated right there about what that scene was, and what his psyche was about the. This is all coming together, man. Yeah, so let's talk more about her, the, the, the woman character. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I, I'm, well, I'm going to look her I up could, really quick. This is where I'm going to be, you know what I mean, where I'm going to be pulling stuff up in the future. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to look her up. I feel quick. like it just like adds that dumb randomness. <clears> I mean, honestly, every time I've watched a movie, even with all these other weird things that I'm looking at, it's like that I've had a different interpretation of every time because I can't really put my finger on Julianne Moore plays Maude. Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. Yep. Yeah, Maude. Maude. I said Mildred, but I the, wanted to say Maude. The, the swing, it's like implied swing because she's always swinging and she's throwing Well, she's, she's a she's a super feminist. Of course. And she's, she's portrayed as a very strong woman, of which course. is why she the, doesn't but then it's like what she really doesn't come into play too much. Well, that's that. that's why she's not. She's the, just like sperm me out. Mm-hmm. And me she's the femme fatale and not the uh, the woman in distress. They separated those characters. You think they did it on purpose? Absolutely. With no woman in distress. There. Well, the woman that's in distress is secretly not in distress. That's it's, Tara Reid's character. It's fucking Lebowski. And Maude is <laughs> Lebowski's the in well, distress, dude. That that's not a bad point. I mean. He's the He's damsel. always in distress. He's the damsel. Yeah. I don't know. Am I wrong? He's all. He's the damsel detective. You, you <laughs> could, they're very good at playing with formula, and yes. this this movie is and just yeah prime real estate for that. Yeah. Mathematic to like mathematic to cinematography, like <laughs> plugging and playing and getting matrices and plenty of they are they are very together best. And I would I would. I'd be willing to. Hey, brother, we're out there. I'd love that mm-hmm. movie as well. You know, they're right? they're meticulous and and they're they... so good. Like like, like I said, like piecing. Like it's mm-hmm. like a... That's they... a remake of uh, Odyssey. Homer's Odyssey. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Re- it's, it's a it's very. A it's a first thing from a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loosely, yeah, yeah. Loosely connected. They've they they don't right. do so many of those. So they like to do original. John Goodman as well. He was. Yeah. He was. If you remember the movie, he had the sash over his eye. Yeah, he was the Cyclops. He was the Cyclops. Yeah, and John Turturro's. Is the best in No Brother Without. I mean, like when he played that frog. Oh my god! So I have a a big quote that I every time I see it, I cannot stop laughing. (laughs) And it's when they're in the movies, 
Uh, like, <laughs> he gets, he gets do captured. Not see do the not seek the treasure. <laughs> do not seek the treasure. Like, I swear to God, it's the best part of the entire fucking. I movie. know you guys can't see Greg's I'm face right now, but he's doing the perfect <laughs> John Turturro facial expression ever. Man, so that's the best. That's the a best. lead into something I wanted to talk and about. Got, is I mean, and accents. Yes, that's true. They do accents. In almost all their movies, everything I can think of, and it's very specific. Sometimes, but yeah. So, like raising Arizona, they do that weird Southern accent that apparently people in Arizona were pretty pissed about. Um, in yeah, Oh Brother, they have it's it's set in that time period, set in that part of the nation. And what's the accent in Lebowski? Besides, like like the, the dude flea. is very clearly. Well, I yeah, always, I always right. thought it was set in like uh, the obvious one. Was in the I, I thought it was in the hills, kind of like in the hills of outer California. Like you're the, saying that the dudes, the dude has accent? an accent. The dude, the dude is that typical uh, beach bum, right? Right. But there's, I don't think he's the primary accent of the film. Oh, you know what? I think just by Tatoya's presence, it goes to the East Coast. Okay. Okay. And Keep now going. we're talking about again with the. The ringer, and now how money is more prevalent. You know, you know, it's goddamn well as I did. It was made to be a, a mini Scarface. It was, it was mm-hmm. kind of like a yeah. nod to Cubano people. God bless them. Okay, but now again with the hills and stuff as well. I mean, it, it, it's there. It's mm-hmm. there. It's there. In the I mean, ringer, that's, I mean, that's fair. Maybe I don't. I, when, I guess I just figured that kind of. I, I, it's funny that this is this is a film where they have so many accents and none of them is primary. In all those other movies we've talked about, the accent is Fargo dominant. Bull. Yeah, it's Bull. it's everybody. It's, it's, like it hurts that. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're you know wow, that's Fargo is a perfect. No, that's what he's saying though. Well, like, this movie there are accents like that. Minnesota, like, the the Uber accent compared to the surf accent yeah. versus. Mm-hmm. Fleas and the nihilist accent. Mm-hmm. I I see a point. Nothing is prevalent, right? So this is the and again it goes back to nothing mattering. Even the accents don't matter at this point. Even though in every other film they've made, the accents key, right? It's part of those. It's part of the personality of the saying. cast. It's almost like it's almost like it? L.A. is a bunch of transients. <laughs> really, really. From LA. <laughs> it's almost like a yeah. bunch of glass doors. And they all think they invented the burrito. <laughs> <laughs> the dude did it. Though. The dude just called it a Caucasian. <laughs> so, going back to them being meticulous. Now, the the Coen brothers typically do not allow for improv. By the time the camera starts rolling, they have talked. They have gone over the script. They have talked to the actors. They've talked to the crew. They know exactly what they want, and all they're really, all they're really asking for is nuance in pauses and breaths. And they take 20, 50 takes of slightly different breaths during that during that scene. And you never you never change the phrasing. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, come correct here with you. Don't you think that the best part of that is exactly how music should be set up? Yeah, the quarter rest. It's quarter, the note that the, the tension in the release, the tension mm-hmm. in the release, the quarter breath, and you know, yeah, then it, it, that's yeah, that's what the fluidity of Bach. They guys they are. are composers in that. Yeah, I, I feel like. And the reason I bring it up is this is one of the movies is that, that you're they, trying they to bring up have, as a musical level. They have well, we can get to that. Right. But what, what they have is they have one scene of improv. Oh, good thing about it. I'm sorry. 
So to Jesus, his introduction is almost entirely improv. The, his mannerisms, at least, because he's amazing. His they don't do that though. They don't allow. They've yeah. they've allowed. Uh, uh, what's her name? The the girl from Fargo. Oh, um, it's escaping me at the moment. They let her improv once or twice, and, and they like let John Turturro, and that's it. Improv to Jesus's mannerisms, like when so. he licks the ball. Uh, there's some saying as far as uh, well, if we're talking about the whole movie, like mm-hmm. no, they they. They, that's the only time Burn they, after they left the... Burn after reading that. Burn after, re- Burn after reading on, was... Uh, every part of what you're saying. It, Burn after reading was not improv. That, it was well, all I think specific. it was, though. Well, no, I think it was. I mean, like you said, with all these things that don't you matter... Would do that it? phone call? Yeah, I guess we're talking about a different movie. I'm sorry to go. <laughs> no, it's but the Palm Brothers. I, I, I'm here. Yeah, I guess now we're pretty much... That's how good they are, though. We're yeah. Yeah. That, you think all these things that don't matter, don't matter, but they all add up to this. You would think that some of the some of their dialogue it has to be improv, but that's how good they are. Yeah, and I would I would argue that outside of the Coen Brothers, the only person that knows as much about film as they do is uh, Tarantino. And what's Tarantino known for? Banter, his dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, it seems like a lot of shit that's, that like doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That's happening so fast. It's Bong Joon is another guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like the Korean version of Tarantino. It's mm-hmm. the same thing, like Parasite. You know, yeah. everyone knows that movie. But if you don't listen to that one, that, that one scene with mm-hmm. all the fucking Tarantino-esque banter that's going on where homeboy's under the couch and he hears the owner of the house talk about, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, like, posing for all these positions. He's yeah. a driver. He's like, he doesn't smell like a driver. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, he, he says it, dude smells like shit. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, you're like, why did this guy just stab the owner of the house out of nowhere and give up the whole charade? Mm-hmm. You know, he sees this... He sees his family right, dying. He sees right, their family dying right. too. But when he takes a knife and stabs him, it's because the guy Mike. he was hiding under the couch mm-hmm. and the owner of the house. Jesse, you gave away the movie. I don't know the movie you're talking about. Again, <laughs> again. I mean, it, I'm, it, Tarantino. When we start talking about Tarantino. Tarantino and Bond Jr. Are kind I, of like I get, I get passionate about that man. I, I, I'm passionate about it's. It's just, it's just. We can only talk about mm-hmm. like Big Lebowski. All these like little nuances, not meaning anything, and they're just like quotable and really funny for so long before you. you I'm realizing now that they actually mean something. It's all intentional. It, yeah, it's all it, intentional. It's an art. It's both and, the mythos of the story yeah. and the mythos that the Coen brothers set up for themselves as directors. You say Fargo came out before Big Lebowski did. Mm-hmm. It's like I've seen that movie. Maybe as many times in the last three years as I have since it came out. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen the movie eight times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like you pick up on on some of this stuff. And it's cool to see their their whole style. And mm-hmm. like I like to see ad libs and comedians and like the, the people who you hire for like B part roles to like I don't think Bill Murray could have worked with the Coen brothers. Right, that, like based off what you're saying now, There's I don't just, think that their either. styles are far too. Yeah. He, he he needs he thrives he, off he, of he demands. Yeah, yeah. In his contract, don't let me down. It's yeah. it's that's his strength, and their strength is designing the script to the point where there doesn't need to be any improv. You know, Bill Murray's like warming <laughs> up sometimes and like kills the scene better than like. You know, some yeah. of the, the All right. well, stop, stop, stop. That's a different one. Well, we can, I mean, we can we should we do can a talk separate. Talk about Groundhog Day. Yeah. We can do King Pin and get on that. We can do King Pin and do that if you want to. Just we'll, we'll get around if to it. We can, can display the best sport. The most There's finest. There's no movies about The most finest athletes. Fishing. Bowlers. 
I said John Candy. <laughs> I didn't say it was. Hang on, So what do you mean? John Ventura. <laughs> yeah, the fattest of men, apparently. Oh no, <laughs> he's a beanpole. It's a joke, Greg. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> we're talking about the subtleties of like how it seems like it seems no, like the lines don't matter. I think yeah. is when I I went to. Okay. What you're asking is what's where's the where's the conclusion? So what do we have to say about this movie as a whole? You love the Coen Brothers. I feel like he has something to say. I feel like Josh had something to say. Or there's I mean there's plenty. We could we could go on about the movies for hours and we, we just can, get, we can make it to our part two. I I mean that's not necessary. I've been. Leaving I mean this the whole Hobbit didn't need to be three films until there's a second Big Lebowski. We're not. Doing. Well, there there is a the Coen Brothers aren't doing it, but Turturro got their blessing to do the Jesus. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and like uh, oh, it's perfect, it got it it's got put off, interview. but I want to say it's coming out next year. I think there should be Big Lebowski and Maud's son. Is it Maud? Is Maud? Yeah, it was yeah, Maud. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Maud's son or daughter. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be good. And whatever the son or daughter is, dude, that's a perfect jump up. Has a relationship with Tara Reid's son or daughter, <laughs> and it can be. Hyrule or by or whatever it is, but like, but who's son or daughter and who's? Son I, I imagine a dude having a son. I imagine Tara Reid having a daughter. But even if it's not, you could fucking isn't that incest? No, no, not at all. Oh, I didn't know. Ta- no, Tara Reid is is the trophy wife. Yeah, she's not even Ma- related. Yeah. She's not even related she's to so a minuscule, different Lebowski. Minuscule, minuscule, minuscule. Well, again, it goes back to things that don't matter. She's so she's and she could be a part. She's of She's the major. No, she was the part of the movie. Of she, the the toe they, they sent to her was her toe. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it wasn't her toe. It was the nihilist toe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Reed did nothing. <laughs> nothing. She gave him a toe. You're going to pay us. Yeah. He just really wanted that money back <laughs> for his toe that he gave up. See? Yep. Hell yeah. We didn't even get into this kind of stuff. Lee needs to be in more movies. He's been in glorious amounts of movies. He has, but he needs to be in more movies. Like, I'm pretty sure he was in roles, uh, like not just yeah. being a movie. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Flea. Flea needs like. Uh, Flea is one of those one of those musicians who, like Tom Waits, just deserves to have those bit parts that are more than a few seconds on screen. Agree. He's he's got the charisma. He's been in a lot. He was in like uh, he was in that piano, you know, blah 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 blah. blah. John Wick. Uh, no, no, fucking uh. What's the guy Matrix? Like, no, the... John Wick? John Wick 2? I love John Wick. Matrix 3 and 10? Freaks. We need to do Freaks. No, bro. God damn it. The one... Point Blank? Thank you. For... <laughs> He's not Thank in Point you. Blank. Bro, why don't I have my whole setup right here right now? Because I would be... <laughs> I would be looking it up as did I'm I, telling you. Did I have a piano for... Uh... Wait, 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 wait. Please... He's, he's, point point blank? he's the one who jumped. He, he Wait, the, point, the, point break? Point, point break. break, sorry. Okay. But, yeah, no, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm right. Yes, he's right. <laughs> the the movie that inspired the Fast and Furious. Kurt Russell. Uh, is it Kurt Russell? No, it's Swayze. It's Swayze. It's the Swayze, bro. And 
No, Anthony Kiedis is in it, not fucking Blade, <laughs> It's fucking Bibson. <laughs> hey, yo, this <laughs> is the no, best. You're on Twitter. You're on Twitter right now. Please right? go in there. Hey, he is I, now. Check him, check I just found out today Greg's on Twitter. I'm going to send him one person <laughs> to follow, and his profile picture is is that. Dude, no. It's Anthony Kiedis. Please in there, too. No. Or maybe you're right. Well, maybe. He's what, he's next to him or something? Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. So my voice gets high when I'm feeling uncomfortable. I real quick, I'm just thinking of musicians who have these random. And I'm not uncomfortable. These musicians (laughs) who have random musician roles just brought to mind. I'm not ruining, not spoiling, (laughs) tenacious D, or uh, I'm not not spoiling (laughs) Biodome for you, but in Biodome, and they're at the Earth Day shit. Fucking Jack Black and Kyle Gass are back there playing the fucking show. You gotta cut it, man. Like what? What? We can tell them. We can tell them. It's a purple sticky punch. We have to keep it come, come correct kind of thing, you know? All so, right. bring it back. Cut back. that fucking shit. Alright, so. We. <laughs> you want to talk about, you wanna talk about wow. the end of the movie where reality comes, comes into play? Where Donnie becomes a real person? Yeah, because I I think yeah. that that scene as soon as Donnie died, he became a real, real person. I think you know they actually. I think I think the fact that he finished that sentence. That's the only scene where he finishes a sentence without being cut off. Johnny Boy he finishes did, two of them. Johnny, are, are when these, he's dying, are these saying. the not? Well, yeah, th- he finishes three lines. And finishes, are these are these the Nazis, Walter? Is up. Are they going to hurt us, Walter? But they're all the Walter, though. Is my thing true? But he finishes a sentence. Walter doesn't cut him off. Right. Walter, Walter answers guy? his questions. I think this is the only scene where Donnie might be real. You know, I've I've done my fair share, uh, <laughs> fair share of things. You know, You're really kind of creeping me out, man. Dude, your haircut is looking like Walter. Right <laughs> yes. So hard. Give me, give me my gun. I'm, ra- ready. I'm, I'm afraid he's gonna like wind up a bowling ball three times and shotgun fast. But he doesn't roll on Shabbos. Give him a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking Sunday. It's Saturday, bro. Yeah, well, he was on Saturday. So I guess you're, you're, you're I'm bowling. still wrong. You're bowling, <laughs> not, not perfect. <laughs> the only part I you don't, can mark it foul. God, okay. The only part I don't like about the movie foul is when the dude has to get kicked out of a cab after all that shit for hating <laughs> on the fucking Eagles. Like, what? Dude, dude, right. Yes, finally somebody brought why it up. Why? I feel like. Dude, I feel like Walter would have even kicked his ass out of the car for saying that. You know as well as I do, the Eagles are the Eagles, you know. Yeah. You mean Eagles? But you know the Eagles are just the head. Are you saying the Seagulls or the Eagles? Eagles? (laughs) There's no the in their name, it's just Eagles. I'm being an asshole. With his knee. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me for having. (laughs) Well, the the Eagles bring up a good point. So. it, John that's the entrance. Everybody shut the fuck up. Guys. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, he has to try to go on. You're not challenged here. Don <laughs> Henry. All right? Like, everybody else can suck my fucking dick. What? Even Joe Walsh? Come he's on, not, he's now. Not a founding what? member. Come though. on, now. True. He's a member, but he's not a founding member. True. He. But he, everyone else can. If I have to hear Hotel California played. So, just like the that. Dude. That is a great point. Dude, so I, I agree. <laughs> that it wasn't even Hotel California, right? Wasn't that it? That song? Like, no, it was totally. Was that what he? Was that what was playing yes. when he got kicked yeah, out of the camp? 
Not the Eagles, man. So that when it's in the bowling alley, this is this is a this is how they primed us to hate the Jesus. They have Hotel California play over the loudspeakers. The dude goes, I hate the fucking Eagles. And then the Jesus is introduced <laughs> yeah, what's his fucking theme song? Yep. Hotel California. Like it's it's it that's the level of minutia that they came to. What's going on? This is when oh. he gets kicked out of the cab. <laughs> I was like, where's this music coming from? It's not Hotel when he gets kicked out, but it is in the Jesus. Yeah. And that's when, when, like you're saying, they're showing the the antagonist, you know what I mean? But it's like, his his buddy, who looks like every asshole Chicago (laughs) cop I've ever fucking seen in my life, that dude's like four foot eleven, just like chewing gum and like nodding ass, like... Yeah, that dude. Right. That dude is underrated. In that movie. We say Tara Reid. We say Flea. Hey, but Jesus's <laughs> fucking bowling partner was probably like that dude. I don't know. I could. I could just watch it, that scene on repeat. Just laugh at that dude. He doesn't even say a word. Just fucking just laugh. Nods. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Strutting like a rooster. Yep. That's good. You know He's not even bowling. It. He's just there. He's nobody. He's the equipment man. He's yeah. the- <laughs> He's, less equipment he's the hype no man. No disrespect to any equipment managers out there. <laughs> you guys got to deal with this shit. First responders, we get sweaty, sweaty Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus is. King so I think we've kind of come to, we've come back to our narration, our closing narration, which I think is scene. it's one of the funniest parts of the movie, because uh, what's his name, the the narrator, the stranger. Well, Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yes. Yeah. So, Sam Elliott is sitting at the bar. He's a, he's both in the audience and he's in the film. He talks to the dude, and then he turns straight to camera and he's like, "Well, that was fun. Did you like this part? Uh, it was a great time. We could talk about it for a while, but uh, I think we should just abide." Yeah. And he closes it out, breaking the fourth wall, like not just narrating, but talking on camera directly to the audience, and it cracks me up every time. Right. He just starts. He just starts meandering. God, I, I love this story. Ain't this a great movie? It reminded you that you're like in like a whole fucking like mm-hmm. a whole turbine of bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just like it, it grounds you back to the bowling alley, yeah, and no, it pulls no, you out of the story because exactly. no you know bullshit. those characters continue. And, and you're, you're like, it's like all shit. It's like it's almost like nothing. Um, twist. It'll, it'll be word. So that was our yeah, that was inaugural it. episode. Um, coming down the pike for uh, Cocktail Cinema, we have Godfather 1 and 2. That's another discussion, Josh, coming down the we pike. Have, <laughs> we have uh, Clue. Um, uh, there's there's a few. I, I, I don't have my list with me, but I have I have six or seven lined up uh, for the next few weeks, and then yeah, we'll go from there. Um, we finally got, got Greg on Twitter. Greg, where can we find you? Uh, you know, for now, I think... Uh, oh, why is it? I'm new to it, but I'm at Big Splash 17. <laughs> That's Big Splash 17. And I don't our, have any uh, friends, but our director and producer, Shasti, here. Like Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter as well at Shasti Got Bands. That's Bands with a Z. You can find me on Twitter at The Price is Right 312. Hey, Josh, uh, Josh, don't you have a book out? <laughs> 
I do have a book out. Oh, man. I have a book. I wrote it's a great and book. published a uh, young adult novel. It's called Reaper. It's the first in a series. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, basically anywhere online where you buy your books. You can get it in hardcover, paperback, or ebook. And from what I'm told, we're going to be doing an audio book theoretically next year. Very good. Um, you can find... You should be proud of that, Josh. Oh, I'm very proud. Good. Arrogantly proud, I would say. <laughs> no, yeah. You're, you're, I'm overly you're, proud. You're, you're, you're kind <laughs> of a dick, you know. So I'm, I, it works. It's better than being an asshole. I get that I don't take it. Uh, <laughs> you can find uh, some some of our other podcasts and our uh, articles and our, our lists and stuff at the thepriceisright.com. That's W-R-I-T-E. Um, there you'll find... The other podcast I do with Greg, tentatively called Greg's Garage, where we talk about topical mm. issues and just go nuts. That name. <laughs> we do. Uh, but I think I think that's a good place to stop. Say goodbye. <laughs>